Here we go! Hey there, my name's Bubba. My name's Anna. And you're tuned into Church Nerds, an LTN radio morning show and a proud member of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. Hey, if you're new here, welcome. Hi and thanks. Um, we're so glad that you're here. Like I said, my name's Bubba. I'm one of the founders here at Love Thy Nerd. And I am ready for the vacation we're about to go on. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I am just so, I feel like I'm overwhelmed, but I'm not like overwhelmed. I lost a day yesterday. Maybe we'll talk about that here in just a second. Maybe. Um, but you, anyway. You're a pretty busy person. So. I, and on top of that, I got two full-time jobs. Some might argue that you are too busy. I don't yeah. know who some might be. I wouldn't argue against it. there are those who might argue that you're too busy. I would not argue against it. Um, one of the factors of being too busy is that I have exactly 33 minutes right now before I need to get off of this and go stream for so LTM. So we're going to talk really, really fast. Yeah, we're going to do really great. Um, hey, who are you and what do you do? Uh, hey, I'm Anna. I have been a producer of this podcast for al- almost half a decade. So many That's time. rounding up. This is what Bubba does. So I didn't even I'm, talk I'm just about copying you. <laughs> no uh, I mean, I'm just a person. Um, here's the thing. As I said, producing the podcast, um, this last we're on the last few episodes of the season here. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is kind of like the last week of school where nobody even tries anymore at all. It's just like watch movies, maybe hey. maybe don't show up to school even at all. Like it's it's like Lord of the Flies that's at a, school. It's a good idea. We'll just show we'll show a Veggie Tale next week for the <laughs> season finale. Okay, but what I really wanted to talk about because this is important. We have a new tradition in our house as of, oh, I don't know, a few months ago. There's this place, this ice cream place in our Mm, town. Yep. Um, Every Sunday, one of our friends comes over to our house and then we all get over, we we get in the minivan and we go to this little ice cream joint in our, in our tiny little town um, that is, it's like a Mexican owned place. Mm-hmm. Ice cream, ice cream, gross it's a, yeah. ice cream joint. So they I'll have a lot it. of the traditional like Mexican flavors, namely like mango and chili types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, also like a cheese ice cream. Oh, that's yes. pretty good. Pinon ice cream mm. also pretty good. It's all good. But the best thing, the best thing by far. I mean, like objectively, the best thing. Is a it's the chamoyada. Mm. So it's it's a mango sherbet with chamoy sauce, which is like chili. It has strawberries in it. It mm-hmm. has mango chunks in mm-hmm. it. It has. The, I don't know. I don't think that this is uh, traditional I necessarily. Say, uh, yummies. I don't think this yeah. is necessarily traditional, but our our place puts like sour patch kids in it, and then one of those like rainbow sour belt candies to look all swirly like it looks really like a fancy it's so good it's beautiful and it's delicious and if you're a baller like me um you get cucumber in it 
Well, and it's weird because every time we go in, they make it differently. Even if it's the same people. Every time. They make it differently every, every time. time. And so one time, a couple weeks ago, they're like, oh, usually when we make this thing, we put three different types of sherbet in it. It was so and good. And we were like, okay. And oh my goodness. Mango, strawberry, and... <sighs> lime. Lime. And Oof. it was so good. And I'm real then, mad I don't have one Then right the now. next person who made it didn't do that. They're like, no, we don't do that. We were like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And I she mean, was like, when you order it, you want to say this. Let's be clear. Whatever you bring out here, we're going to eat. That's we are going to eat that thing. But That was a legitimate conversation I had with them last time. <laughs> do you want me to do this? I said, I don't even care. Just nope. bring it out here. Mm. And it's, it's good. I don't want to use the phrase life-changing. I'll use it. But I will say, I can remember, uh, so Bubba and I like grew up in New Mexico mm-hmm. and there was this little grocery store, Stancils, oh, gosh, Stancils. <laughs> that, that my mom used to shop at and they had little Mexican candies by the cash registers in uh-huh. there. And one of them was those like mango lollipops covered in chili pepper. And I remember seeing a friend eat them and their tongue was all like orange. And I stand by thinking that that candy probably didn't taste like something I want to eat. Yeah, that was me. But this drink made me be like, I understand the mango chili craze. What have I been missing out on? This, exactly this. Man, we used to have good. We used to have the, the like the chili limon salt. We would do that. Oh, we still have that. Well, what are you, I'm saying like, like you when in, you were growing yeah, up. Yeah, like in it. middle school. Right. So, For so this watermelon, mango, we just strawberries. Put it, on, put our, it on some fruit. Put it right mm. there on your hand and you oh, lick it. Oh, disgusting. Oh, no, 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 no. No, it was good. No. It was so good. But here's the mm-hmm. deal. Like, so Stancil's, that was, it was right behind my elementary school. I went to Highland Elementary. It was right by my mom's it, yarn shop. Yes, it was closer to you than it was we to me. We didn't know each other. Not a competition. But like... And so I had friends that lived around there. We used to go there all the time. Never, ever went in there to get, you know, the the, the Mexican candy. The mango chili man, lollipops. In this which moment. Which probably have a name. Hey, somebody somebody tweet us and tell us what this is I mean, honestly, called. everything is just ignorance right now. Just like bleeding out of us. We have found it. And now that's all I want ever. So this, this chamoyada, when you bring, when, when it comes out, and everybody starts looking at it and pointing at it. This is the funny thing because there's like, I mean, there were so many people. The the way that we discovered it was somebody had it, and we were like, "I want that. I, got, I want that drink. I got a I got a mango nada. That's what I got the first time. And they brought that thing out. And this was more like a slushy. The mango nada was, um, but the the chamoyada. Is more like more like um, like ice cream, like ice cream, like a yeah, not, not a smoothie. It's, it's it's ice cream. It's it's blended up, blended up ice cream. Sherbet. Sherbet. You got to eat it with a spoon, kind of a deal. Um, uh, and, and so when they, I ordered this thing with my friend, and it was good. Don't get me wrong. It was you know it was, it was good. But I saw that and I was like, oh, I have made a grave mistake. <laughs> and. Watching well, it's other not on the people. menu. It's not on the menu. But it's on a card that they bring out from the back. She showed it to me. She was like, is this what you want? It's probably because like, they don't want to make it because it takes. Right. It takes a minute to make. So last time we were in there, it was not 
there weren't a lot of people in there when we got there. There were probably uh, five or so yeah. people in there. And this is a small place, y'all. And we ordered four of those bad boys <laughs> because we don't mess around. And so um, we're like, yeah, we're, I mean, we're like going over what we want in there and like telling them, yeah, that's great. No, I don't care what you do. Just bring it out here so I can eat it. And she finally goes back there to start making it. And then no joke, like 15 people show up and it takes one full person five minutes or so to make one of those things. And all these poor people have to wait. And they're like, you can see it. They're starting to get frustrated. They're starting to get really mad. <laughs> and it's our fault. But then she starts to bring them out of the back <clears throat> and they're not mad anymore. They're like, oh, maybe I, I want to order one of those, yeah. <laughs> you know? And she'll take as much loving care on theirs as she did on ours. Guys, friends, Romans, countrymen, this chamoyada. Also, like, here, I was trying to make it easier on them. I was like, can you make one that's half-sized? Because these things only cost $4. Like, less than a Starbucks drink. They cost $4 for this amazingness. And then, and, and I was like, I don't think that I need a full one. I don't think our daughter needs a full one. Can you just make one that's like half sized? And they're like, nope. We can try to make we extra. We cannot do that. Is what they said. We can try, <laughs> try to make extra, but I no promises. And I was like, give me a full one. And it to was, to Nene's credit, she ate ninety eight percent. Oh, she ate the whole thing. thing. Yeah. Good for her. Good for her. I don't think it's good for her. I think you need a different phrase because I. I think no. that was clearly not no. good for her. Good for her. <laughs> anyway, hey, find yourself, uh, a, you know, a little little Mexican joint. On my, if you're friends with me on Facebook, I posted a picture of it. It's not even the best one I've ever, like the prettiest one I've ever had. No. But it's on there. And take that picture to some place that serves mango ice cream and be like, I need one of these. Or... If you're in Texas and you have an H-E-B, H-E-B sells like a mango chamoy sherbet and you can make it yourself. It's the best. I think, because I just pulled this up on on Google. Okay. It's So our our, our spot is called Nelly's Homemade Ice Cream. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, what, that's what we white people call it. Yes. That is not what it is. I th- I think because I just pulled pulled some something up in here. I think it's called a paleteria. Yeah, and I th- I think so. An ice cream place is yes. called a paleteria. So go find yourself a paleteria, not yes. an ice cream shop. It's true. Baskin Robbins is not going to do this for I'm you. Not, I'm I'm serious this as a heart attack. It needs to be somewhere authentic and lean into it. Oh my gosh, guys, you won't use life changing, but I will. Hey, so we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to be talking about the gospel and memes specifically. If you've been a part of our Facebook group, Love Thy Nerds uh, Facebook community, there was a thread. We'll talk about it here in just a little bit, but uh, we want to kind of hone in on that a little bit and talk a little bit about Jesus and the memes that he uses to save the universe. So more on that right here on Church Nerds. ever been around another person who used a word or phrase that you were absolutely certain that you should know? 
but you didn't? Of course you have. Hey, don't worry, nerd, because we've got some great news for you. You're about to learn something brand new, and this will be useful. Not like that throwaway knowledge like math or science. This is the real world, bub, and you need to be able to hold your own in a nerdy conversation. So pull up a chair and pay attention, because LTN's got another nerdy definition for you. This week's phrase is speedrun commonly used in the video game industry to refer to single, contiguous playthroughs of a game from beginning to end. Speedruns became popular in 1994 thanks to everyone's favorite space marine and a little game that we like to call Doom. Id Software's new IP allowed for players to record demos of their playthroughs and several websites were created to allow for the verification and submission of said runs to make sure that they were legit. Now, why would somebody need to verify if a speedrun was legit or not? Tool-assisted speedruns are a computer program that use the best possible route to complete a level that would be highly unlikely for a human to recreate based on frame-perfect execution and a Neo-esque understanding of how the game is coded. That being said, speedruns are still being done to this day and you can watch one on YouTube for just about any game that you can think of. As a matter of fact, Awesome Games Done Quick, or AGDQ for short, even hold events where they bring in some of the best speedrunners on the internet and then use it as a fundraising tool to help with things like cancer research, humanitarian efforts, and disaster relief. So, the next time you sit down to play a game and someone starts talking about this awesome speedrun that they've seen, you can hold your head high because, well, you understand that reference. Hey there, and welcome back to Church Nerds. I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And thanks for joining us. If you found us anywhere besides LTN Radio uh, over there on LTNOnAir.com or the Live 365 app, search for LTN Radio, you can find us on LoveThyNerd.com slash Church Nerds. That's going to give you all of the information about this show, all the podcasts that we have, um, Really anything that you would need to know, how to subscribe, yada, 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 a little bit about Anna and I, all that information right there on that landing page. So do us a favor, go to lovethynerd.com slash churchnerds. Okay. Hey, this week we be talking about memes. Memes. I can has memes. Uh, so about memes, um, they are pretty fun. I love memes. So this is kind of a like, <laughs> I don't know if I should even be saying this because it makes us our group seem super shallow and stuff but um we've tried to do a bunch of different like social platforms um for our for communicating with our group we've done we've did um done group me we've done facebook okay so when you say our group you're talking about our our life yes our life group i'm sorry our our life group that bubba and i lead um and For a while, um, so our church uses Planning Center, and they were trying really hard to get groups to start using like this Planning Center chatting app to stay connected with your group. Which we had been begging for, for a while. Right. The problem is, 
by the time they created it, mm-hmm. memes and GIFs mm-hmm. were so prevalent in social media use, and they d- didn't support memes or GIFs. No, you you couldn't search for mainly searching for GIFs. You couldn't search for GIFs in there. And I hate to say it, but that was a deal, deal breaker. Breaker. Yeah. With our what's group. the What's the point? Because we. <laughs> We use so many GIFs um, because one GIF is worth a thousand words. It really is. And so anyway, um, memes memes and GIFs have become so much a part of how we communicate Mm -hmm. these days. Um, It's fun. Uh, They can invoke some emotions in us. Like you can see a meme or a GIF and it can make you... Like LOL, IRL, um, gross. <laughs> I, that's not in my script. I just said it. Um, but we laugh at them. Usually, most of ours that we share are like super sarcastic. Oh yeah. Some people 100%. actually use them like inspirationally. Some people roll Which, their eyes at those inspirational ones. When, if you if you share an inspirational gif, I think you're missing the point of a gif. Like I really do. <laughs> the ones with like hearts falling down. Yeah. They're like Jesus loves you, or I mean, it might not even be Jesus loves you. Like have no, a great day. Yeah. Even like when I'm trying to share like a happy birthday gif. It there needs are, to have some sass. There, there are happy birthday Boo. with a cake, and it's like Boo. <laughs> poop on that man. Get that mess out of here. Give me. I'm usually this is my go-to gift for birthdays. It the off, is your birthday. Yeah, the office. It is with your birthday. One sad period. balloon. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not yep. even an exclamation point. Uh, yeah. So while memes and gifts feel pretty casual, like we use them really casually. Did you know there's like a lot of, I was reading a, a Wikipedia article. Yeah. My research this time came from ye old hey, Wikipedia. Don't worry. Wikipedia is a reputable source now. Memes and GIFs have had like a lot of impact on culture. Tell me more about it as we do this episode about <laughs> memes and GIFs. So, here's something that you may not know about the history of memes. Hey. Do you like this? Meme this history. What, um, Bubba came into our room and I was like giggling to myself over my laptop keyboard. And he's yeah. like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm looking at, I'm looking at GIFs. It's research. <laughs> I need this. Accurate. So, anyway. Um. So the word meme was coined by Richard Dawkins in his 1976 book, The Selfish Gene. It's important. I'm sorry. If you if you are a person that says Mimi, <laughs> meet me after class. <laughs> we have a support group the for memes. people. And it's not Mimi. It's meme. <laughs> Please continue. Anyway. He wrote about it in a book called The Selfish Gene as an attempt to explain how ideas replicate, mutate, and evolve. Memetics. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's memetics. Or maybe it's a meme. (laughs) Um, That was my grandma thing. So that was where it originally came from. 1976. Can you believe that? And then um, in 1982, uh, the guy who made the very first, like, Smiley face with punctuation marks. Okay. It, the, the punctuation face. When did you say emote. that was? 1982. No, I don't believe that. Scott 
E Fallman. Where? How did? Do you have any? I have a lot of follow up questions to that. If you would like to know about any of the sourcing of this information, please see Wikipedia's article on memes. I just I have internet I have a, memes right. specifically. Mr. Dear Mister Internet, um, when when you say the first person to use. Surely that wasn't the first person. This is, okay, this is the direct, well, because most people were even like writing physical letters in their handwriting. Oh, you mean like a, like a, like a, a keyboard. keyboard. Okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. Okay. So. I was like, I, there's of, no way nobody had so done that. So this sort of evolved from, yeah, the, the punctuation smiley faces to like emotes, emoticons, definitely. Do you remember when you used messenger and emoticons became a thing yeah and it was yeah i do awesome because uh, then you could like just put a smiley face and then and then yahoo put them in their emails so good take me back Bubba take and me i back. we did not messenger very much but we nah. did email real hot and heavy in the emails yeah for a while well, <laughs> it's not what you think Okay, so um, then that graduated into like video types of emote-ish things when video became popular, turned into rickrolling eventually, (sighs) was one of the most popular. um, To think that we came from rickrolling to anything of, of good. In the in meme culture, some people are still getting rickrolled, and I'm not going to yeah. name any names, Kate Kotawaki, <sighs> um, but definitely rickrolling is still around. Or as as Siri would call her, Kate Kadawaki. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Uh, nobody mispronounces my name like that, except when I got um, a vaccine the other day. They announced the name Miss Stollop. Um, sure. Close enough right here. (laughs) If that gets me a vaccine, I'll take one, please. Uh, also turned down for what? That was another popular, like, video thing going around. I guess. I mean, it was much of a meme as Rick Rowling was. I guess things that aren't become memes. So then, you know, this like culture started being, it's really weird because it's like how it evolved. Where, you know, you see something situational and then you change what the situation is about, you know, with text or you use a phrase and you but you use a different picture. You know, I think of popular ones like um, one does not simply walk into Mordor. (laughs) And, you know, it was for a long time. It was like one does not simply X, Y, Z. Yeah. Clean the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. It could be anything. Um, memes have affected politics. Uh, there was a, a meme going around about Ted Cruz being the Zodiac killer and that significantly impacted his, um, it did his run for for office. Um, there's marketing in memes. There's, I mean, it just, it has affected like yes, it, I mean it's it's been embraced by culture on almost every aspect, and so um, we're we're moving into we're 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 now at a at a spot where we have adopted it on a global scale, and I do as mean a global scale. By the fact that we're like, if I can't 
use a GIF or a meme, I'm out of here. Yeah, again, what's the point? And I think here's the deal, because because GIFs are so ambiguous, right? They can mean anything that we want them to mean. And it, it memes, memes in and of themselves, we call this this meme culture. Um, GIFs are a, are a large part of it. I think that they right now are, they're the most prominent part of meme culture. Um, GIF. A GIF is. GIFs are, GIFs yeah. are the most prominent part because they are a subset of right. meme culture. Um, where you can have an entire conversation in GIFs. Oh, oh yes, you can. An entire well, conversation. And I didn't under I didn't even the first time I remember being introduced to that concept was <laughs> when some of our friends, um, like a, a spouse couple, uh, they were talking about how they have like a a, a thing that they do where they try to only communicate in like uh, emojis. Okay. As many emojis as they can yeah. to get like words. No, don't, don't use words. Hmm. If you have to use a word, like you lose, you lose this game. Oof. Um, I don't know if I could do that with emoji. Well, I mean, they were doing it. So, I say that. I, maybe I'm, I'm underestimating myself. Well, it's like every you have to decode mm-hmm. every message, which that's part of the thing about meme culture is like this constant encoding and decoding yeah. of like messages, what we're trying to get across. Because it's like at, at one point, it's one does not simply walk into Mordor. You know, you change that up to say one does not simply do whatever, uh-huh. whatever you dread doing or, or to... Now it's like somebody talks about something else and I'll go through and find a GIF to respond with. Mm-hmm. And I might, I haven't even seen that movie Doesn't matter. that it comes from. Doesn't matter. I just, I, it's just funny to that, that person's face right now is funny. And it might come from like an R rated movie that I would never <laughs> ever watch. Yeah. I hope not. I, I do try to think carefully about that because I'm like, what if, do you? what if I, what if I respond with this? And then somebody's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe Anna watched that movie. Uh, now I think less of her. I don't think so. I don't know that. Any, I really, I've never had that thought. Have you not? No, I have. I've thought that people might like make judgments about the type of media I consume based on the gifts that I use. <laughs> nope. Now I will judge you moving forward. Excellent. Good. Yeah. Thanks for that. But no, I, I think that like it's it's allowed, you know, like really out there cultural references to become more commonplace. So people that don't know about The Office or haven't watched it, and yeah, I mean those people now do they're wishing exist. each other happy birthday with it is your birthday period, right? Or that's what she said, or you know anything Dwight says, or a it's side glance true. from that's probably my most used. Uh, give. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dwight Schrute, homeless face. Yep. Yeah. Um, or like, you know, uh, a side glance from Jim, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I mean, like th- there's a lot of good stuff out there that even if you're not a fan of said thing, then like it still says exactly this what you thing want to say. says what I want yeah. to say, because the thing that I want to say is not words. Mm-mm. It's it's an expression. It's a. It's like a body expression. Yes. And so, gifs and memes have allowed us to communicate those types of things 
like those those body language oh, yeah. things online, um, which for a long time, I mean, there is, and I stand by this, like if you're having conversations online, a lot can get lost in translation oh, because yeah. you don't have tone and you don't have, like you just don't have a lot of context clues in an online conversation that you have in an in a like a conversation in person, even if you but, bold or italicize or but but gifs do allow you actually to convey a yeah. little bit more tone than just text. I've never thought about that until now. This is a good reason. This is this is a valid argument for gifs and memes. <laughs> Absolutely, they're not shallow. They're helping us communicate better. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. One doesn't simply say something in a text message. No, one does not, unless they want, <laughs> unless they want to be boring. Which is also something that can happen. I think that a lot of the times, gifs and memes. And by the way, it's important to note that we're saying gif and not gif because we're not, not monsters. GIFs. We are no, no gifs. We are not monsters. Memes and gifs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Um, Grandma's and I don't, peanut butter. I don't care. A meanie what, is a grandma. I really don't care what the creator of the gif calls them. He can be wrong too. Like that's that's totally fine um, <laughs> because it stands for graphical information format, not graphical information. Graphical yeah. information. So format. Um, do with that what you will. You've probably heard that argument before, but that's what we call them because it's correct. So. <laughs> Um, I do think that people have used GIFs and memes incorrectly um, to convey things that aren't necessarily what they were intended for, which is sarcasm and sass and laughter and, you know, levity and stuff like that. And I think of like the first kind of moving digital stuff that I saw on the internet. The Rickroll. No, before that. You think that was a good use of it? Oh, Rickrolls. No, again, I'm just, I'm so happy that we've landed somewhere that is not just a Rickroll. Um, <clears throat> because if you think about it, like that's, that's early meme culture that is still around for whatever reason. But uh, they found, and maybe it's because of the dang Rickroll, they found that the best way to, to convey that information was to take the audio out of it. The Rickroll? Yeah. Oh. It, that's what, that's essentially what a GIF is. is it's, okay. It's yeah. a, it's a clip. Yeah. Without the audio. Sure. And then text overlaid and, you know, whatever, if you need to do that. Um, but, you know, if, if you really just like take, take a look at it, some of the stuff that we used to see on like MySpace or like Friendster or whatever was like a lot of like really like audacious <sighs> glittery spin. Yeah, like the reason I did not have MySpace. Stars I shooting across. Not. Oh, I thought MySpace was so dumb. Yeah. Um, just like, hey, we can I make really things move. Hated worse than that was when the songs yeah like absolutely. you go on to somebody's myspace and it's like singing at you britney spears or something again aren't you glad that the gift fixed oh, all that yeah yeah but one of the things that we started to see and this is something that we're it's just going to segue into the next next part of it was a spinning cross <laughs> which way is it spinning is it spinning um clockwise or counterclockwise uh absolutely right who knows <laughs> Who knows? But the answer is yes. Yeah. Depends on if you're right-brained or left-brained. It's, uh, it's spinning towards the Lord is where <laughs> it's going. Um, but it, or, or like the name of Jesus, like animating on. And that was how you told the internet 
that you are a Christian. That you love Jesus. And there was please no other way. send this message to all of the people on your friends list or yep. else you're not telling the devil not today. Yeah. Sparkly memory verses, um, all sorts of stuff like that. And, and I'm sure that you guys have your own things that you have memories of. But I think that that's where Christian culture getting on board with where technology kind of was going we kind of took it in the the wrong direction a little bit mm-hmm. um, because you can look online right now and see a lot of the same stuff in the same area. So we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to be talking more about Christian's use of memes and gifts. So don't go anywhere and we'll be back with more of the Church Nerds Podcast. Hey everyone. I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So the nerd world has been abuzz lately with an infatuation with a character from the upcoming Resident Evil video game, Resident Evil Village. And that character is Lady Dimitrescu. We're just going to call her the Tall Lady. And there's not a lot we know about her yet. We know she's got some weird daughters and that she is a nine foot six vampiric monstery lady that dresses like a southern belle. But the nerd world is hardcore infatuated with this person and the game's like nowhere near out. And we've only got like maybe three minutes tops of video game footage. And only a little bit of that includes her. But like the internet is flooded with fan art with cosplayers and i'm talking from like professional cosplayers to people that literally live down the street from me where people are just they dig the aesthetic of this character and even though they don't know the storyline they don't know much about the game they don't know much about who she is they are hardcore invested and you know sometimes we're guilty of that too we'll invest before we've really checked out the full storyline or details of something in our lives. And we saw that this happened as well with disciples of Jesus in John 6. You know, Jesus had a lot more disciples, but then in John 6, Jesus gets around to verse 53 through 59 and he starts talking to them about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. And literally, people got concerned and verse 60 says on hearing it many of his disciples said this is a hard teaching who can accept it and then even further down in verse 66 it says from this time many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him so all these people had signed on to follow jesus when they saw there was healing and miracles and all the cool stuff but when they got down further into who he really was and that there was going to be sacrifice and that it was going to be something deeper than just following around a guy who was doing big things, you know, they turned away. Yeah, what Jesus talked about sounded a little more like Resident Evil than, you know, just healing people. But the reality is, if we're going to truly follow Jesus, we need to know more about who he is and not just let it be superficial. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Dr. Mike, some burger!
Hey there, and welcome back to Church Nerds. I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And thank you for joining us on the Live 365 app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, LTNOnAir.com, wherever you found us. We just appreciate you being here, really. Uh, We don't do this just so that we can hear ourselves talk because truth be told, we can hear ourselves talk at any time because we are with us always. And so... I don't know. You're in meetings a lot, so... Yeah, but I mean, like, you could just talk and... Um, You don't like that. Well, no, not to to me, though. Like, if if you wanted to hear yourself talk... Just to hear myself talk? Yeah, you could go... Uh, talk to the mirror or like into a wall or to that a child. Sounds like it sh- should maybe have some therapy help. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. It's not healthy for sure, but well, you're practicing. But anyway, uh, hey, thank you for, for being here and listening so that we're not talking to ourselves. Much preach. Hey, uh, we're talking about memes again memes and gifs, gifs and gifs and memes. Why did you say gifs? Because I was leading into being silly, and oh. then you, you didn't get the joke. You didn't, and no. Then, and here we are. Yeah. This is how okay. we arrived at this point. Well, um, so the reason that we're having this conversation... <laughs> hey, PJ. Hey, Peach. What's up? He's awake this time. <laughs> um, the reason we're having this conversation is because we had a little bit of a sticky, sticky situation come up in the community recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of some background before we talk about that. LTNs stance on relational evangelism you know yeah i kind of that that sort of all has to do with this and leads into it and why we have the facebook community sure yeah hey sorry about pj but parents are what parents are baby's gonna baby so just a little bit of background into ltn and our stance um like anna said we do take the avenue of relational evangelism versus uh, a more how you say aggressive approach. Um, and I don't necessarily even mean that in a negative way because I think that there is a time and a place for street evangelism. And I think that there is a time and a place for speaking a word to somebody or whatever kind of verbiage that you want to put on that. However, this is what we have seen to be effective with Love Thy Nerd and um, through the ministry that we have to nerds and nerd culture, a lot of whom are jaded with church. They are not interested in anybody saying anything anything to them about the church or Jesus or asking them about uh, if they have time to talk about their Lord and Savior Jesus Christ or when was the last time they went to church camp or uh, do you and your family worship anywhere locally? Like I, th- those are questions that have a time and a place. It's true. It's and, not – we're not – LTN is not saying that that has never been effective because it has been effective for some people. It's just not the avenue that we have chosen as our mission strategy. Which is a good way to put that mission strategy because I I really think that this came out of a lot of trial and error for us. Um, We have been boots on the ground pioneering in nerd culture missions. Now, if you're listening to this and you've been a nerd culture mission for 10, 15, 30 years, whatever, like, hey, good on you. Thank you so much for for doing that and for paving the way. This is what we have found in the last almost decade of doing this a, a lot. 
I don't want to say full time because it's just not accurate, but doing it a lot. So it's build relationships with people. Yes. And then generally, if you have a relationship with someone, spiritual things come up eventually. Yeah. And it's not like we're trying not to talk about them. We talk about them when they come up, but it's not like we're trying to pull like things into the conversation, you know, trying to grasp at things. Right. So in the community, we kind of take the same approach that it's like it, we're here we are the the community is a place to sort of rub shoulders with nerds from all mm-hmm. walks of life and then hopefully we we do want to engage in conversations with them about spiritual things eventually yeah um the issue is that if somebody comes into the group and it's just like christian memes everywhere Christian memes are kind of like an inside joke. Yes. Like you're not going to understand them and they will probably make you feel instantly uncomfortable. Um, Accurate. If, if you don't know what's going on. Um, And so we just kind of ask people to curb that Mm -hmm. a little bit or all the way. Um, Mainly all the way. Because, like, here's the deal. One of the main things that we're trying to do, because this is what we consider a win here at Love Thy Nerd, is is we're trying to get somebody to to change their preconceived notion on either side. If you're somebody from church culture who has a preconceived notion about uh, nerd culture, we, we want you to change that. And also, if you're somebody who's been burned by the church and you're a nerd, we want you to, to change the way that you view the people on the other side. And the best way that we've found to do that is to create a middle ground. So the community, we kind of had an influx of people recently. Massive influx. And generally a Christian crowd. Yeah. And so, you know, we're we're not like super heavy handed with our like rules. Um, we let a lot of things go, mostly yeah. because we want people to be big boys and girls. And, you know, we don't want to have to, just be super, you know, rigid about things. So it's also worth noting before we get too far that like they're not community rules, they're community guidelines. Well, Facebook calls them rules. That's why I said, that's why I said rules. Get out of here. So anyway, there was more and more of these things happening. And so we have a mod group and in the mod group, we were like, well, since we're having to spend Since we're having to spend so much time, you know, moderating these kinds of things, it's probably worth talking about. Yeah, put a post out there. boy, when we mentioned it, there was a little bit of backlash Mm -hmm. from people who did not appreciate being told not to share Christian memes. Um, And so it, it kind of started a conversation... In the group, Bubba and I both took that conversation out of the group and talked to some other people yeah. um, that we know because we don't want to make rules that are... So the accusation was, you are actually hindering the spread of the gospel by not letting us post about these things. Yeah. Um, and it's easy to kind of like eye roll or whatever, but I, it's like, well, I don't want to dismiss that. Is it possible? Yeah. Is it possible that we're actually hindering 
the spread of the gospel because we say, please don't share Christian memes in this space. Um, Which, I mean, we take that criticism, but it doesn't just roll off of us. I mean, we, we take it and examine it because, you know, we don't know everything. We're not on top of it all. Just because we have an organization doesn't mean that we've, we've peaked or summited or anything like that. So when that happens, we think about it. And what's your best, why do you think this is upsetting to people? Me personally? Yeah. Well, I mean, putting yourself in other people's shoes. Yeah. Why would that be upsetting to hear? Please don't share that here. So I, I truly think that people don't like being told not to do things. Um, when you tell me. I love it when people oh, tell me okay. not to well, do things. Most of us don't like being told not to do things. And I think that that's mainly what it is, because one of the things that we brought up was in you know, Tyranny, our community manager, she said, hey, this has been it the whole time. We're just telling you, we're reminding you of something that you agreed to when you came into this place. And so I think that that was, that was good to note is that, look, this is, this is the same that it's been since you've been here. We're not going to police this differently no, than it has already been policed. No reason to. I, I do think that it is, um, you know, aside from people just don't like to be told no, I think it's a little bit of Christian privilege. Um, honestly, if, if you want me to be real, because we may be, you know, living in a post-Christian world, um, but there are still, you know, you can still go to church. You're not persecuted. Um, you know, sometimes it's really, you know, cool and hip to go to the big church in town and all sorts of stuff. So, uh, you know, we, we still even refer to ourselves as a Christian nation, um, which really is just kind of icky. Like when you think about it, um, I, I it, because it's, that's not fair to the other people who aren't Christians. Yeah. There are some people in the States that reject that. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of Christians sort of reject it because they're like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. This is not Christian. Yeah, What's going on here? Liar. And then, but you know, like foreign nations looking at us, mm-hmm. consider us a Christian nation, yeah. especially. Absolutely. Um, well, so. To get it right, to wh- get the answer right. No, I just. No, I, I didn't get the y- answer right. Yes. There was no right answer. <laughs> <laughs> I went in, I'm just, I'm trying to have a conversation with you. Yeah, I'm do, we're doing it. So one of the biggest things that I think a lot, you know, you, me, and a lot of PJ. The, the PJ yeah. um, and the people who are trying to wrangle this discussion here, it was like, is the gospel really at risk here? Um, and I think that it's really important for us, for us to remember PJ, what's it? What's important to remember? He's got something to say. What? What is the gospel? Yeah. And is it actually threatened by a rule like this? And the first thing that came to my mind um, was actually some words of Jesus. This is this is from um, the oh, the Bible. It's from the Bible. I gotcha. I'm sorry. I get very distracted by this. I oh, I know. It's very yeah. distracting. I'm here too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so this is in Luke, Luke chapter four. Um, and I'm just going to read this. Good um, luck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. This is Jesus we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And as he stood up to read or, and he stood up to read and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. 
He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight of the blind. And recovering of sight of the blind. That's a weird sentence. To the blind. To the That's why it's weird. I'm going to yeah, turn my brightness up. because you read some up. different words than I'm what gonna, were I'm written. Gonna, <laughs> I'm going to turn the brightness up there. <laughs> Um, sight to the blind, to, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll, and he gave it back to the, to the attending, and he sat down. To the attendant. I don't think that mattered, if we're being real, because uh, it could have been attending in another translation, and nobody would have known, but thank you for pointing that out. I appreciate that. She who is trying to keep a baby quiet. And the eyes of uh, and the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed upon him. Luke 4, 16 through 20. I, I love that part where it's like, and he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. To me, that's like, it's the New Testament version of a mic drop. Mic drop. Boom. <sighs> Roasted. Um, because this is the thing. Like, so the gospel, gospel means good news. Like, that's... That's what it means. It's, it's, it's the, the the literal translation is good news. And this is the good news that Jesus came is these things like healing people, setting people free, um, declaring the year of the Lord's favor, um, oppression issues. Yeah. Oh, he's just he's he's full of the spirit right now. That yeah. PJ is. So it's like. Okay, I don't see that being threatened when we say, please don't share memes here. Because how many memes actually have to do with this? None. Zero. And even, I mean, back back off of memes for a second. Because I, I think that, like, a lot of times, and anybody who's even on this side of, of the argument or, or the understanding, they would also say, we're not necessarily talking about memes. What we are saying is that you are you're hindering the gospel by not letting us, which our guideline says this, no overly religious posts. That's that's what it says. What we're really trying to keep out is stuff that's going to push people away. And so in doing that, uh, we're trying to create this this level playing field where people can't and shouldn't post their things that say well, hey, Jesus loves you, John three sixteen, um, all this stuff, and that doesn't mean that we don't share those things. It doesn't mean that that there's not a time for that. Even we, the staff of LTN, will share that from time to time. But for the most part, we're trying to use our Facebook group as the common meeting space. So. Think of it like, if you want to think of it as a church, you're more than welcome to do that. Think of it as like the foyer of your church. Like it's the welcoming spot. People aren't being hit over the head with the Bible. People are hanging out. They're having coffee. They're getting comfortable with each other. Um, they're sharing about experiences they've had during the week, movies that they've watched, whatever. It's really not dissimilar to what we are creating in the Facebook group. The problem is people want the Facebook group to be the sanctuary or the Sunday school class or the Bible fellowship or the life group or whatever. When the people that are in the foyer haven't decided to go into those rooms yet. Um, 
Some people might say, well, they're in the building, so we might as well do it. Well, then don't make the building a church. If the analogy breaks apart right at the beginning, this is a comfortable space that we're trying to create so that when those times come, like you said, Anna, we can have those discussions because we found 100% of the time without fail, when you put the time in, when you put the work in, because relationships are work, we've seen that those conversations happen. Well, and I think... I think there's an issue, too, with Christian culture a bit in this, um, because if we were talking about this being the foyer, people can be just as fake in a foyer. 100%. You know, like, 100%. Oh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. Yep. All of that stuff. Um, to me, sometimes I feel pretty eye-rolly at that, just like I feel eye-rolly at the, you know, John three sixteen, Jesus loves you. So um, the intent, names. like if if you come if you come into our our welcome space, you know, Facebook group, Discord, whatever, and you're fake. I'm not saying come in and just bear all your grievances and do all that stuff, but it's like if you're not putting in the effort to actually make the friendships and and the relationships and do the work, then yeah, it's it's gonna feel very hollow because. You're expecting it to do something that it's not designed to do. Um, and so, like, I, I don't know. I, I, is there a time and a place to share the gospel? Yes. Is that time and a place every time and every place? I do think that the answer is yes. So, I mean, I'm going to skip a... Uh, I mean, <laughs> what I wanted to say is sort of at the end of this discussion, but I'll say it right now, is L, what LTN is not saying is you know we're we're not saying never ever 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 talk about Jesus nope. ever nope. or church or the gospel in this group cuz that's overly religious content that is what people are acting like we are saying mm-hmm. that is not in fact what we are saying because the fact is that we want there to be Christians in the group we need them when People start having heavy discussions who can come in and bring a biblical worldview into those discussions. You know, people who the way we see the world and nerd culture is shaped differently because of redemption, because of sanctification, and because of the things that Jesus teaches in scripture. Uh, we're, we're just trying to not ha- be the internet equivalent of bullhorn guy. Absolutely. From, um, Rob Bell's uh, NUMA yeah. series. Yeah, you're, you're, both, you're putting a lot of confidence in some people here using Rob Bell. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. And when I say that it is the right time every, every second of the day to preach the gospel. Hi, PJ. I see you smiling at me. It is the right time. But a good friend of mine... Um, a uh, long-time listener of the show, St. Francis of Assisi. He he wrote uh, a hymn called All Creatures of Our God and King, did a lot of great things, one of the fathers of the faith. You got to stop smiling at me. I'm trying to do a podcast here. Um, he He's on record as saying one thing that I think is really great. He says, at all times, preach the gospel, and if necessary, use words. And so that is... I think that that is what we are called to do. Like the Bible tells us as Christians, 
they will know that you are my disciples by the love that you have for one another. Not because of the memes that you share, not because of the gifts that you use, not because of any of that stuff. So I think, I think that it's just, it's, it's this thing that I call passive discipleship all the time. It's just how are you, are you doing the best that you can to be Jesus at every point? Or do you feel the need to say, I'm a Christian and I need to be able to say all of the Christian things that I need to say? I just think that God can work in other ways. Oh, big cough. And I have seen, bless you. Why is he having a fit over there? I have seen it be effective in nerd culture. And so that's where we sit. I think it's really interesting. Annie, you brought this up because our children's pastor, of all people, mentioned something about uh, our good friend Paul. Right. So <laughs> when I was trying to balance it off of people, generally it's it's people from the church world who take offense to this approach. And so I wanted to talk to some of the most churchy church people mm-hmm. that I possibly Christians, could. Yeah. Um, and so I was talking with our my boss, our, ch- our children's minister, and she's in seminary right now too. Um, and I was like, are we... Is there any credence? Is there, are we being oppressive? Yeah. Are we like stifling the Holy Spirit, the Spirit or the gospel? Yeah. Um, and she said, I don't think so. And this is why. Because even the Holy Spirit told Paul for a while, no, you cannot, you cannot preach the gospel in Asia right now. Um, and so this is actually from Acts 16. Um, it talks about how the Holy Spirit had forbidden them to speak the word in Asia. And so they kind of had to go a different route because the spirit of like they tried to go in a different way. And the spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go. So they had to basically go around yep. around Asia because the Lord was like, nope, not right now. Um, she said there are always going to be barriers to the gospel and it is our job to creatively problem solve different ways yeah. to share the gospel. And so if it's if it's a gag order on Christian memes, uh, yeah. um, you will find a you know, if you're if we're serious about this, we'll find a different way. Yeah. Which, you know, that's speaking I think that the thing that people are upset about is that we're, you know, a, a Christian organization telling us we can't say Christian things here. Well, some Christian organization you are. We're a parachurch organization, basically. Yeah. And we're a missions organization. Oh, big cough. We're a, we're a missions organization, and I think a lot of people forget that. They, they're they like, well, you know, are, are you watering? Are you, are you planting? Are you watering? Are you harvesting? Nine times out of ten, let me tell you where we sit with LTM. We plow the fallow ground that is so dry so desolate, uh, so unfertile, so that we can make it to where a seed can be planted and grow. Yeah, and I think people read into, they want us to be what's important to them. So to a parent, yeah. they want us to be a, a parent advice and children's ministry. Yes. Um, some people want us to not talk about Jesus. Some, You know, there are people who think, that we talk about Jesus too much. 
Um, there are people who think that we need to minister specifically to certain people groups, yeah. um, to you know certain minorities. And it's not that we don't want to do those things, but it's like we have to keep the main thing, the main purpose. thing, yeah. um, as far as what the Lord has called us to do specifically with this organization. Um, and so it's important to keep to keep that in mind. And we're not. We don't project on other people. And if, if if this isn't the way that you think ministry should be done, that's fine. Right. This is actually. not the only way. And yeah. we are not saying that it's the only way. And we don't want people to neglect the way that the Lord is telling them to share. 100%. And if that's through Christian memes, great. There are The internet is a big place. That's what you say all the time. I there really are am. places to, to do that. And even on and your walls. And there's room to start. Go... Go share, 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 share away. Yeah, um, and I'm not, we're not talking bad about you behind your back if you feel like you sit on the other side of what we think of how this ministry should be run. Honestly, please go and do something great for the kingdom. Like if you think that you can be effective in doing that, please go do that. I can guarantee you it won't be with LTN. Because that's not what we're trying to do. That's not a goal of ours. Um, and so, you know, it's just one of those things. Anna, you have down here 1 Corinthians 9.22. And I've been using this a lot lately, honestly. This, the whole portion of 1 Corinthians. Well, I mean, the whole chapter, the whole of chapter so 9, good. people should just read. It's so good. Um, Paul talks about, basically, I'm going to Tarantino this thing, and then we'll go back and talk about it a little bit. He becomes all things to all people that by some means he might win some. And that doesn't mean that it's anything that he's actually doing, but he's meeting them where they are in their circumstance, the way that they experience things. He says, like, to a Jew, I'm a Jew. To a Gentile, I'm a Gentile. To one with the law, I'm, I'm like one with the law. To one without the law, I'm like one without the law. It's like all these things. It's He says, I legitimately am just, I'm the thing that I need to be in that moment. And then he does this really cool thing in Acts where he goes into the uh, the Oropagus and he sees this statue to the unknown God. And then he says, hey, I'm going to use a thing that you guys have, something that you have created. You think you're covering all your bases. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to use that as a way to teach you about the God of all gods. And so that that's what we're trying to do here with LTN. Sometimes we mess up and apologize. Please allow us uh, some grace as we figure this out as we go. But we have found it to be effective that people who A, have been burned by the church or B, could not care any less about Jesus just because, and also C, have never really heard the name of Jesus. So they don't really care why you, why they, why you think, rather, um, that Larry Boy would be a great Christian Avenger. Like that, that doesn't make any sense to them. We're trying to create a space, giving of our freedoms and our desires and our wants as Christians to post the things that are silly and funny to us and only us to make them feel a little bit more comfortable being here. And it's important to note too that this is not the first time that Christians have disagreed over methods. Nah. This happened with Peter and Paul yeah. and like a, a, like a bunch of the apostles where you see it in the letters where 
Uh, we're reading in Galatians right now yeah. with our church. Um, Paul kind of calls Peter out at one point because they're doing things different ways. And, you know, there are some times where there was a right and a wrong, but sometimes it was just different. Yeah. And and that ruffled feathers between Christians. This will happen. And it's okay. We're, we're all still okay with each other mm-hmm. as Christians. Um, I just wanted to clarify that. Well, I mean, you know, legitimately speaking, we all come from different backgrounds. Every single one of us is a sum of the moments that have led up to this moment. And my moments were different than your moments. So if, if you have been conditioned differently than this, I completely understand that. I don't even mean that negatively. Like church culture in and of itself, like right now, and in the, I would say even the past like you know, 20 to 30 years, has been very evangelic. That how many people have you saved? The answer should be zero. You have saved zero people. How many people have you led to Jesus? That's that's another question that we can talk about. But how many people have you saved? That's not my job to save anybody. My job as a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ is to show people Jesus at every single moment so that when they are presented with the opportunity to make that decision, hopefully they're left with no other choice than to choose Jesus. Like that's that's what I do as a Christian to the world. We've put a lot of thought and effort into what we do here at LTN. And I want everybody that's listening to know that relationships are the way that we have found to be the most effective. And I'm not annoyed. I'm not sick of talking about it. I could talk about this forever. Anna can tell you this is one of my favorite things to talk about is why LTN does what LTN does and how we have been effective in doing that. So if you have any other questions, please take, take some time, peruse our website. We went real long in this section, but you know what? I'm okay with that because this, why LTN exists and does what it does, this is of the, the utmost importance because we are trying to create disciples, not disciples of LTN, but, but disciples of the Lord Jesus that can go out into nerd culture and affect change. And sometimes, guys, that means giving up your freedoms and your liberties and the things that you think are near and dear to you. Which is exactly what Paul was talking about in 1 Corinthians 9. Bingo. go read it. Hey, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we do have a nerdy recommendation for you and a Church Nerds memory verse. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more of the Church Nerds podcast. What up, nerd? Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. We hope you're enjoying it. But hey, did you know that Love Thy Nerd airs almost all of its podcasts first on LTN Radio? That's right. LTN Radio is your home for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie music. And it's also the place to go to hear Love Thy Nerd's content before it reaches the podcast feed. In addition to that, Love Thy Nerd creates a lot of content that's exclusive to LTN Radio that you're missing out on. So go check out LTNOnAir.com and listen for yourself. You can also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone and search in favorite LTN Radio or enable the LTN Radio skill on your Echo devices and simply ask Alexa to play Love Thy Nerd. Now let's get you back to that podcast. Tiger Uppercut! 
final round. Fight! Well, we're back with more of the Church Nerds podcast. And to close out the show today, we've got a nerdy recommendation for you. And it's super, super self-serving. It's the Love Thy Nerd Discord server, where if you just absolutely needed to share your meme, Christian or otherwise, in an LTN space, you can go do that there. Mm-hmm. It's way more loosely policed because Discord's just a different animal. Um, different spaces require different solutions. And mm-hmm. so uh, Discord is is a lot more lenient in some things. Uh, so if you need to go do that, you can go on over to lovethynerd.com slash Discord. And if Discord is intimidating for you, I would just ask, how important is it to share that meme in an LTN space? Um, if it's big important, that's the spot. And you, you've already been given the green light to go there. Um, also, I just think Discord is the best of us. Like I, as far as like things that we offer at LTN for community spaces, Discord, Discord's the place that I, I feel like every person should be. We have a larger presence on Facebook. I think that's just kind of like by default. Just, it's my fault. Yeah. Yeah. Default, my fault, all the faults. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think Discord's intimidating to people. Give it a shot. If you have any questions, please just ask one of our moderators or you can ask myself. Send me an email, bubba at lovethynerd.com. Um, because if you're scared of Discord, guaranteed you still use email pretty frequently. So just go ahead and hit me up on that. Um, that's a slight shade. It's pretty just, judgy what I, you just It's said. just a little shade. It's, I'm it's sarcastic like, well in nature. You them Karen. Well, if your name is Karen, then um, I'm sorry you were offended by what my wife just said. I, I thought about actually using this as banter one day, but I'm a little bit afraid that I should have been named Karen. There's still time. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Well, I have a memory verse to share with everyone, which we sort of shared already. <sighs> Spoiler alert. I don't know if you said it verbatim here. I did not. But it's it's 1 Corinthians 9.22. Um, this kind of sums up what Paul was saying in this passage to the weak, I became weak that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people that by all means I might save some. Not even all. Right. Got to catch them all, but you can't. So (laughs) yeah. Um, Yeah. Hey, I I have a lot of, uh, I'm I'm starting to like Paul a lot more these days. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Well, you know, you know what really helped. You guys were just we Galatians. got a couple of minutes. Not even Galatians. Acts. Acts did it for me. Oh, okay. Um, and I had read Acts before, but you know, it's. I think you mean Luke Acts. Luke Acts. Um, it's. It was interesting when we were reading through, and uh, you. I'm glad you guys just get to be inside of my brain because we have extra time at the end here. Um, knowing that the poor guy had brain damage. <laughs> Like that just kind of he made me go. Had been mm. through a lot. He had been through a lot yeah. that probably made him communicate with more urgency on some things. Yeah, I, and he's already like an Enneagram eight. Yep. And for that poor guy to be imbued with um, the Holy Spirit to go and just do things with zeal. Uh huh. And to not have a filter when he's doing that, like, yeah, I mean, I, I get, I get it. I just understand. He did not have a filter, which made him unpopular with some. Sometimes Peter had too much of a filter. Yes, and would backtrack on stuff, and then Paul's like, "No." So the brain Peter, damage. 
Come the, on, have a spine. The brain damage I'm talking about, it, not like he was, you, just, you know, whatever. But like the thing I'm talking about is when he was stoned and then left for dead. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't, they don't walk away unless they think A, you're dead or B, you are going to die. Uh-huh. And so they hit him with rocks hard enough and for long enough that they were like, oh, we did it. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's not mm-hmm. going to make it out of here. And then he went on to do so much more. He should have died so many times. So many times. So yep. the poor guy, the poor guy, Paul's not necessarily my favorite person in the Bible, uh, mainly because he and I are very much alike. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I do, he's starting, to, he's starting to grow on me a little bit. That's good. Yeah. A lot of people kind of like him. So I mean, he, he did, he did some stuff. Well, hey, be sure to check us out online at lovethynerd.com for amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show and our other podcasts and videos. And if you'd like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, I think that would be dope, um, please visit lovethynerd.com slash give. We are a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. Oh, we got to do our taxes. <laughs> Uh, yep. Oh my goodness. We, uh, well, we're in Texas. We got an extension. We did. Because we got a of Snowvid. Second extension. Yeah. Snowvid. Um, uh, where was I? Hey, and don't forget that you can select Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice on smile.amazon.com. Not squeal.amazon.com. That's smile.amazon.com. And that's going to give LTN a small kickback from your purchase at absolutely no extra cost to you. You can also find us on social media at Love Thy Nerd on all major platforms and on LTN Radio each and every Friday morning. And by each and every Friday morning, I mean, I think each and every Friday morning, I think even during the breaks, that there's going to be something there. Um, we'll see. I don't know. I'll let uh, I'll let Radio Matt decide if that's a, a factual statement or not. Hey, once again, I'm Bubba Stalkup. I'm Anna. She was way off to the side shaking a baby. This is PJ. Like, not shaking a baby, shaking it, but like, like just... Bouncing. There's the word. Bouncing. We're bouncing. Hey, and for also our little guy PJ here, who has been with us for the last two segments, we'll catch you on another episode of Church Nerds. And as always, if no one else tells you this, just remember it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd. Hey.